think the first thing is students want to add value right away. You know, they want to see what they're doing brings value to their department. They want to personally feel valued by the employer or by their manager. So I think that's really important. And they want to understand the culture of the company. They want to understand what sets that company apart. I think they have a lot of questions, aside from knowing salary and benefits and all that, which is, you know, they're real curious about as well. But I think the biggest thing is providing value, letting them know what they're doing and how that relates to the end goal. I'm Patrick Pacheco, and you're listening to Season 3 of In Good Companies from Cadence Bank the podcast where we share our wealth of knowledge to help you navigate the opportunities ahead. Because that's what Cadence is all about, the expertise and flexibility to do business on your terms. We're empowered to help, whether it's through our podcast or any of our more than 400 locations across the South and Texas. This May, millions of young people will don their cap and gowns, possibly get off mom and dad's payroll, and graduate from college. Some of them will go on to further education, Some will backpack through Europe. Others will move back in with mom and dad to figure things out. Most of them, though, will enter the workforce. They'll become our colleagues, employees, maybe even bosses. And these graduates are a little bit different than the ones that have come before. We're on the cusp of a new generation of workers. Many of them were born after the year 2000. They spent their formative years dealing with social media, navigating COVID, and this new world of remote work is the only one they've ever known. In a tight labor market, this young talent pool presents a huge opportunity, but it also requires an updated approach. So what do these young workers expect from employers? What do they value? And how can you set them up for success, both in your company and their careers? To find these answers, I needed someone who sees both the student and employer perspectives. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm Linda Johnson. I'm the Director of Employer Relations for the Chris and at Culver House at the University of Alabama. Recruiting is big in Tuscaloosa. After all, you don't build a legendary college football program without finding the right talent. And Linda is kind of the uh, Nick Saban of the Career Center. I basically recruit recruiters. So I recruit companies to come and hire students. I work with largely with HR recruiters, convincing them to come and recruit at Alabama. Linda is passionate about Alabama and its students. She actually attended the university herself. And after a career in HR, she returned to her alma mater. She spent the past 15 years connecting students and companies, giving graduates a head start on their professional journey. It's a job she really loves. My first year here on campus, the dean asked me, what, you know, what surprised you? And it was just the curiosity of the students. They want to know everything. You know, they want to know the whys, they want to know the hows. And so that, what that kind of did for me was made me ask myself some of the same questions. Is there a better way to do something? Is there a better, a different way to take on a task? So it really, it really is a fun environment to work in. Part of that job is convincing companies why investing in young talent is so important. The short answer is because it's their future. You know, those are the people who are going to be leading their companies down the road. And what better time than to get them in now and learn from the experts in the field right now in your organization and let them see how they manage their business and learn from them and then carry on the culture. You know, I think it is so critical that companies recognize what these short-term strategies and hiring these great students are gonna do for them in the long in the long term. 
So I, you know, I'm assuming that some businesses are probably hesitant. You, know, you try to go get a business to come recruit, and they probably express some hesitance about hiring college students because they're young, they don't have experience. What do you tell them that, well, here's what you're missing. Here's the benefit that you have to hiring brand new college students, you know, freshly minted workers. Well, you can mold them. You know, they don't come to you with any bad habits from any other employer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, they are, I mentioned, they're curious. They inject a lot of enthusiasm into what they do because they're excited about what they're learning. And so I think it provides you with an opportunity to really bring some newness and excitement into your workforce when you have these entry-level students. So every generation brings something a little different to the workforce. And the young people that are graduating now are Gen Z, kind of first to start their careers. How does their skill set differ from other students that you've seen before? Is it really that different? Is there something different they bring to the job? Attitudes about work? What's it like with the students today? Well, I think one thing that is different is just their ability to adapt. And I think what we've just been through with covid and it's just kind of the circumstances of how, how we transitioned from a, in a university setting to that has really helped the students be more adaptable. I think it's, that's a positive, you know, of, of what they've transitioned through. It's made them more adaptable. It's, a, it's an interesting group. This, it's my, I have two young kids. They're 17 and 13. They like to talk. And they'll sit in groups and talk. You know, things that I'm just now starting to do, you know, when you, now you go to a dinner party and you sit around and discuss life. They're doing it when they're 13 years old. So, you know, they seem to be a little, a little more advanced than we are in many, in many respects. So adaptability, a, a strong suit. What is something they tend to struggle with? I think structure, because they are used to structure. So if you think about a student's you know, school life up to this point, you know, they know exactly what subject they're taking and when they know what, you know, they have a syllabus, so they know what's going to be taught that day. They know what's going to be covered that day. They know when the test is going to be. They know when the deadlines are. They know when the semester's finished. They know what they're going to take the next semester. I mean, there's all of that structure that's built into their school life. So when they start working, you know, they they want some structure. They want to understand what those expectations are. They want to know what that career progression looks like. We talk a lot to our recruiters about what their needs are, you know, and so we are focused on what, how can we better prepare our students for the workplace. And one of the things that resonates over and over with what recruiters tell us and what we need to do is we need to help students develop soft skills. You know, we know academically the student is very well prepared, but what about the communication skills? And what about just understanding problem solving and how to work in teams and how to plan, you know, personal financing, you know, right out of college. So we have developed in the business school here a program for every business student called UA Business Lead. And that is a curriculum for freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And it really deals with these competencies that recruiters tell us they need in our students. So the curriculum was built so that we can have speakers, we can have recruiters, we can have alums come in, you know, with this real life experience and talk about networking or talk about, you know, how to develop a mentoring relationship with someone and really give students good information about how to develop professionally. 
it's made a huge difference, I think, in our students and their preparedness to start their careers. I think about one of the, I asked a student one time when she got back from her internship over the summer, I said, well, you know, what surprised you about the internship? And she said, I mean, you work (laughs) all day. (laughs) And, you know, you just think about that. It's such an honest answer, but they've never, you know, they think they're busy and they are busy when they're in school, but it's, you know, they have a class at nine and then they don't have another one till 1130 and then they have a group meeting at two. I mean, it's, you know, it, there's this ebb and flow to what they experience. I'm sure she was telling you that, Miss Johnson, I want to make sure you understand they're making us work all, all day, day. You know, maybe in case they're doing <laughs> something wrong there. <laughs> what expectations do you see your students have with regard to employers? I don't know that we had a lot of expectations when, when we graduated or when I graduated. It was much more, I just wanted a job and I would do whatever they told me I needed to do. I didn't, I didn't know that I could have expectations of my employers, but I think they do now. And what are those that you're, you're saying? I think the first thing is students want to add value right away. You know, they want to see what they're doing brings value to their department. They want to personally feel valued by the employer or by their manager. So I think that's really important. And they want to understand the culture of the company. They want to understand what sets that company apart. I think they have a lot of questions aside from knowing salary and benefits and all that, which is, you know, that they're real curious about as well. But I think the biggest thing is providing value, letting them know what they're doing and how that relates to the end goal for the department. Are students asking questions on kind of the more global level about DEI or what the company does in the ESG space? Is that something that, that they're... They are, yeah. They're, I mean, some are even asking questions like, how many women, you know, do you have, you know, in executive roles? Or, you know, what's the average age? You know, I mean, they're curious about all of that. Yes. You may assume that these digital natives are only looking for remote work, but this generation also values in-person connection. They want both. They like the idea of being in an office environment, you know, and having peers there and getting to know people and being in that office environment. But they also want to have some flexibility. So if they can work from home one day a week, particularly Friday, let me just say, (laughs) they, they would like an opportunity to be able to work from home a day or two a week. But being in an office environment, for the most part, I think is still really important to them. That's a question they always ask. Is this in person? Will it be remote? Will it be hybrid? You know, that's, that's important to them. And the other part of that is just knowing the city, you know, knowing where the job is going to be located. And if they're not from there, what's attractive about living in you know, Dallas or what's attractive about living in Nashville. So I think that's important. And with our student body, you know, 60% of our students are from out of state. So our students tend to relocate a little bit more than other state universities. You know, we want to keep great talent right here in Alabama, but we also have, I think our students are a little bit more flexible where they go. So that location piece is real important for them. So one of the themes we've explored here recently on the show is the tight labor market. And the opportunities it's, it's creating for employees and, and the difficulty it's creating for employers. Is the, the tight labor market ringing true for students as well? Are they, are they, are they able to, to leverage that? And, and, and how are they leveraging that? Yeah, they, there are a lot of opportunities 
for them right now. We probably have 4,700 jobs for business students right now posted in our database that we call Handshake. That's kind of a job board for our students. So one of the things that's really interesting is that recruiters are looking at recruiting earlier and earlier, and they're also wanting to connect with younger students. To reach the younger generation, you have to go through their preferred channels of communication. It is interesting to see what appeals to students. I mean, we really have been pushing out things on social media. I mean, I mentioned Instagram Live, but also like an Instagram takeover. So a company can just take over our Career Center Instagram and they can tour the student around their office or have them talk to other people that are in those jobs and all that. So, I mean, I think they're embracing a lot of that and they're really wanting us to help them figure out what some new ways are that are going to attract these students to them. But just because the messenger is new doesn't mean the message has to change. Businesses should stay true to who they are, even if they're not part of a hot new industry. I think it's just a matter of those people telling their story. You know, I think everybody has a good a good story to tell and um, getting the right people from the company to come to campus, getting the right people into the classroom to tell their story and to engage with students is where they're going to have success. With a tight labor market, companies have to stand out to attract talent. But students aren't looking for glitz and glamour. They're prioritizing connection. And the most successful companies have adjusted their strategy accordingly. They're on campus. That's the number one thing. When, when I look at the list of our top companies from last May, you know, all of them were very active on campus. They are looking at this recruiting function as one where they're building relationships with students. And students want to have a relationship. I mean, that's part of, you know, that's in their DNA. They want to have this relationship. And so recruiters that are doing the best jobs and are in those top employers for us, they're very present on campus. You know, they're doing a lot of different kinds of events. Another change that I've seen over the last few years is that they're really wanting to engage students in smaller groups so they get to build that relationship easier. You know, when I first started, it was all about the numbers. Let's get a company in front of 70 or 80 students at a time and talk about their opportunities and talk about their company. But now they want to, you know, sit around a lunch table with eight or 10 students and really get to know them and the student really get to know them and what their company's about. So I think the ones that are really doing a great job are engaging that way with students. You know, they may also be engaging by providing some projects for them for students to do in the classroom. They may be, you know, hosting students at their office. You know, we can take students to visit, but they're ever present. You see them on campus, students get to know the recruiter or get to know the alums, and they're the ones having the most success. With students in such high demand, maintaining that connection is even more important. The other thing that's interesting with this group that we've seen recently is that students are accepting a job but they're continuing to look. So we've got these statistics that say, you know, students are reneging on these jobs at a lot higher rate than ever before. And so it boils back down to building, I think, a relationship with the student. And, you know, it doesn't end when they accept the job. You know, they've got to continue to engage the student 
with their company and with other individuals with their company to keep them interested in all so that they can hopefully reduce some of those, you know, reduce the opportunity that they'll change their mind. It goes back to those are the ones who are coming to campus and engaging. You know, those are the ones who are getting to know the students who are coming in and having coffee chats or, you know, having a breakfast or having lunches, coming to the career fair, taking part in the mock career fair, taking part in the mock interviews. They're doing all of these things to engage with our students. So I think those are the kinds of things that kind of set them apart and they're able to really get to know the student and know if they're going to be a good fit or not, because that's usually what recruiters are trying to figure out. But companies aren't just changing the recruiting methods. They're changing who they recruit and what they recruit for. When I started in this role, it seemed like the target was juniors and seniors. You know, we're looking for juniors and seniors. They're ready to graduate. You know, we've got full-time jobs. This is who we're interested in targeting. And now they're more interested in targeting younger and younger and looking at their internship program as a way to fill their full-time jobs. They're targeting their recruiting efforts onto the internship recruitment by focusing and, and filling those internship positions. Now, you know, you've had a student there in almost a 12-week interview, you know, because they've been with you, you know, for a summer and you know that they're going to do a great job and that they're a good fit. And equally, the student knows they're a good fit. So it increases the likelihood that they're going to accept the job for one. And secondly, you won't have as much turnover in the long run. As recruiting starts younger, it carries more risk. Sophomores don't even know their major, much less what career they want. Internships are a way to mitigate that risk on both sides. I think companies are really looking at that internship. And if they're, and if they're not, they, they should look at it. As I, I mentioned, that three-month interview. It really is such an important experience for our student because it does help them see this is something I'd like to do long term or this is not, you know, and either way, that's a win for the student. You know, if they finish the internship and realize this is not the best fit for me, then that's a success for them. And it's success for that company because they may have done a great job and the company may have wanted to hire them. And if the student accepted and, and knowing it really wasn't the right thing, then that's going to create some turnover down the road. But the internship is the lowest risk for the, I think, for the employer. And it is a low risk for the student. You play at the level of your practice. I think we may have heard that somewhere before. <laughs> and so you, we want to give them an opportunity to really practice. Yeah, so the practice that how you play that seems to be a common theme at Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is real time. <laughs> Once you get a young person in the door, it's important to set them up for success, whether it's an internship or a permanent job. I would really recommend to the recruiters that they create a plan of what they need them to do outlining exactly what you expect of them. And then I think it's important that the company really identifies the right manager to work with the intern because a couple things are going to happen. The, you know, the student, the impression they're getting of their experience is going to follow them back to campus. You know, so another student's going to say, hey, how did your 
experience, how's your internship go? You know, and they're going to either have really, really good things to say, which is going to help your brand on campus, or they're going to have some difficulties, you know, or they're going to have some things that weren't as pleasant to share. So I think having a good manager or a good department in place to help lead the student, but also having it really outlined about what they're going to do. And again, the value that that's going to serve, you know, for the company. And then secondly, give them feedback, you know, Take time to really say, you know what, you did this really well. Here's a way you might want to look at this particular task differently. You know, just that feedback to reinforce what they're doing is really, really important. And they'll appreciate that. You know, that that helps them feel value. That goes back to that what I was talking about earlier. If, if you're investing and taking time to give them that feedback, they feel the value personally, which is, is something that's important to them. And creating an environment where they feel like they can excel. You know, they feel like they can promote and achieve some of the things they want to achieve right where they are. So again, it's that career progression. You know, it's the feedback. It's all of those things that... that brings probably the student to them to begin with, but then keeps them there in the long run. If the prospect of young talent is intriguing to you, but you don't know where to start, find your local Linda. So I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there, they listen to this and they start rethinking, maybe we should pay a little more attention to this talent pool. Any advice you would give a, a company that's looking to really make a move into campus recruiting and bring in young talent? Go ahead and start. This summer is a great time to kind of plan what you want to do for the fall. And that's one of the things that I can do and, and our team here can do is work with the recruiter or work with the company to kind of design what that recruiting strategy would look like based on who they want to target and based on what their needs are. We kind of do that needs analysis up front and then try to customize that strategy for the company. No generation is a monolith, but these trends are significant and companies that understand how to attract and keep young talent will have an edge in this tight labor market. Eventually, many of your employees, colleagues, and customers will come for this generation. Would you rather get a head start now or try to figure them out later? And it's not just about tomorrow, it's about today. These graduates are adaptable, digital gurus, and enthusiastic. They can provide a lift to your entire team. So consider the benefits an infusion of youth could have for your business. Invest some time with the university, engage students, create relationships. Once they're at your company, give them structure outline what you want them to accomplish, and how it will bring value to the business. If you do that, you will be well positioned for what comes next, because the kids really are the future. I'm excited every day about the students that are leaving this university and graduating with these degrees, because I think they're really going to have a huge impact on our world. And it really is an exciting place to be. And, and it's even more exciting to see them succeed, you know, in the career. So I appreciate the folks like you and your organization that, that hire our students and that are giving these opportunities to these talented, talented students. We love to do it. And I know other employers do as well. And it's, it's always fun to realize that you may be looking at the next president of the United States or the next Bill Gates or whoever's sitting across the table trying to get a job. So you can learn a lot from the students if you kind of open your mind and realize they can teach you as much as you can teach them. Thank you to Linda Johnson, who did the University of Alabama proud. Thank you very much for being on, Linda. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And Roll Tide. Uh, again with the Roll Tide. <laughs> Hook of horns. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show... We'd appreciate it if you'd write a review in your podcast app. Or if you're short on time, you can just rate us five stars. It only takes a second. And while you're there, subscribe. We'd love to have you. Because when you're with us, 
We're in good companies. In Good Companies is a podcast from Cadence Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Sheena Cochran is our production coordinator. Our executive producer is Daniel Cornell, with writing and production from Andrew Gannam and sound design and mixing by Ben Cranlett, Lower Street Media. I'm your host, Patrick Pacheco. This podcast is provided as a free service to you and is for general informational purposes only. Cadence Bank and its affiliates make no representation or warranties as to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the content in the podcast. The podcast is not intended to provide legal, accounting, or tax advice and should not be relied upon for such purposes. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are solely their own current opinions regarding the subject matters discussed in the podcast and are based on their own perspectives. Such views, perspectives, and opinions do not reflect those of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates or the companies in which any guest is or may be affiliated. The production and presentation of this podcast by Cadence Bank does not imply the expression of any opinion on part of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates.